Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 236 of the Fun With Cars Formula One podcast for coverage of the Canadian Grand Prix from Montreal. I'm Robin Warner, and I am all alone for this episode for a couple of reasons. One, I'm recording this in the airport right now, and uh, second... To be totally frank, I was a bit disappointed with how much there was to talk about after the Canadian Grand Prix. And lastly, it's been very busy during my day job, and that limits the amount of time I can put in the podcast. For all that, I apologize. However, we are going to go over the seventh round of the Formula One Championship, as well as the seventh, eighth, and ninth round of the IndyCar Series, however briefly. Um, For full schedules of all four series that we cover, please go to funwithcars.com slash schedules. Okay, in Canada, it was Sebastian Vettel that won the race for Ferrari. Valtteri Bottas was second in the Mercedes. Max Verstappen and Daniel Ricciardo were third and fourth, both in Red Bull. Fifth was the second Mercedes of Lewis Hamilton. Sixth, the second Ferrari of Kimi Raikkonen. Seventh place was the leading Renault of Nico Hulkenberg. His teammate Carlos Sainz was right behind him in eighth. Ninth place was the lead Force India of Esteban Ocon. And 10th place, Charles Leclerc in the leading Sauer Ferrari. Uh, No points gathered, but ahead of McLaren, as is our fun little comparison. Pierre Gasly finished in the Scuderia Toro Rosso Honda. 12th place went to Romain Grosjean, ahead of his teammate Kevin Magnussen in 13th. Now that is finishing ahead of his teammate from Romain Grosjean, but still no points. Fourth place went to the second Force India of Sergio Perez. Fifteenth, Marcus Ericsson in the second Sauber Ferrari. Sixth place, um, Stauffer Van Dorn in the lead Ferrari. Two laps down, but he finished. Seventeenth place, uh, the lead Williams, Sergei Sorokin. Eighteenth, nineteenth, and twenty place. Twentieth place were actually not classified. That was Fernando Alonso and McLaren. Quinoli managed forty laps. And then, of course, Brendan Hartley in the second Scudetto Toro Rosso, and Lance Stroll in the second Williams. So it's pretty obvious why Lance and Brendan were in the back. Uh, they ran into each other on the opening lap, and uh, you know I don't really care to be totally honest with you. Who's to blame on this one? Because it was just such a shame to see Lance Stroll out on the opening lap of his home Grand Prix, and equally a shame to see Brendan Hartley have just continuing another miserable season. Uh, I really I feel bad for them both for different reasons. The other thing I feel bad for was that was pretty much the beginning and the end of the action. You know, as I mentioned in the race results, Fernando Alonso could not finish. He had, I think, what they claimed was a faulty gearbox, and that is a shame. But, you know, it's only cementing his uh, lack of interest in Formula One. And, you know, I had... It was uh, mentioned on Facebook. I put it on there. I had a really interesting conversation, actually, with Zach Brown. Zach Brown was in Detroit for the Detroit uh, Grand Prix for IndyCar. And I asked Zach, you know, what about Fernando Alonso retiring? And he said that it was really important for Fernando Alonso to stay racing with McLaren. He did not specifically say Formula One. Now, that doesn't mean anything it's all speculation nothing was quoted but i think there are strong indications that fernando uh is very much running out of patience 
for uh, another season of Formula One. We shall see. Maybe that will mean a McLaren Indy car ride. We shall see. Anyway, go to uh, facebook.com slash fwcars to see my post that has a link to that. Or if you just go to autoweek.com and uh, search Zach Brown, that'll pop up right away. And, yeah, that was my interview with Zach Brown. Anyway, yeah, the Canadian Grand Prix, I think part of what was so frustrating is that it was not a lot of passing. It was very... uh, straightforward, very parade-like, but also because Canada usually delivers thrilling races, and this was a distinction, a stark contrast to that, and that was the hardest part to see. So I think more than anything, Formula One needs to take a real look at why Canada was the way it was and make adjustments based on that. We had both Chris Roche and I, our opinions about Monaco, we were largely sympathetic, but this... This is different. This was pretty much unacceptable. So I'm off my soapbox. That's my piece. And that is also the end of our very short Formula One discussion for this podcast. And on to what I would say are brighter things. And that is what's been going on IndyCar. IndyCar, uh, since last podcast, has been very busy. They have had three events, not one, three. That's because of the duel in Detroit, which is right in my backyard, and also two full-length races, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. And then only six days later, they were down in Texas for another oval event, and uh, So that was number three, and that was this past weekend. They get to take a race off this coming weekend, thankfully. But um, what I'm going to do is give the results uh, for the top three finishers for the three races. So in race one at the duel in Detroit, it was Scott Dixon winning the race, Ryan hunter Ray in second place, and Alexander Rossi in third. And in race two, that was Sunday in the duel in Detroit, it was Ryan hunter Ray who won the race. Will Power, who finished second, and Ed Jones, who rounded up the podium in third. And that one was really interesting. As you can see, Ryan hunter Ray was clearly had the strongest weekend of anybody, finishing second and then first. And in uh, the second race on Sunday, he was just faster than anybody by a second a lap. Alexander Rossi led the vast majority of the laps on the second race, but then had a bad lockup and then a tire failure the next lap in the same place. Some people say that the tire failure was due to the bad lockup, but I think the bad lockup was due to a tire failure, and it was actually a slow puncture or something along those lines that caused the bad lockup in the first place and only exacerbated the failure. The following Saturday in Texas at the Super Speedway, it was Scott Dixon again who won the race, Simon Paginot in second, and there Alexander Rossi again is again in third, which um, I think is worth going over the top, uh, I don't know, six, let's say, of the championship. Scott Dixon is in the lead of the championship in IndyCar with 357 points. It's a very different point system for um, IndyCar. Alexander Rossi is second with 334. Will Power is third with 321. Now, Will Power got the double win results from the Indianapolis 500 victory a few weekends ago. Ryan hunter Ray is fourth uh, with 308 points. Joseph Newgarden, who is last year's championship champion, is fifth with 289 points. And Graham Rahal is sixth with 250. Okay, and because we're just rifling through everything, it is time for trivia. 
question from last weekend was, the Indianapolis 500 was part of the Formula One championship between 1950 and 1960. In 1961, Formula One came to the U.S. for its own Grand Prix at Watkins Glen. But that was the third U.S. venue. When and where were the first two U.S. Grand Prix? And uh, here's a hint. The same driver won both events. So that was the question. The answer... Chris uh, could not even guess this time. He was just like, well, it's too much going on. And it was a complicated question. I admit that. But the answer was Sebring held the first USGP in 1959, and Sterling Moss won that race. And Riverside International Raceway, that's in California, Sebring's in Florida, held uh, the U.S. Grand Prix in 1960, and Sterling Moss won again. And it wasn't until 1961 when Watkins Glen took that uh, championship race and kept it for 19 years. So anyway, yeah, very cool to learn a little bit more about the history of the U.S. side of uh, Grand Prix racing, especially with now U.S. owners at Liberty Media and a very strong likelihood of a uh, Miami Grand Prix next year. So on to the new question. The inside wall of the final chicane at the Canadian Grand Prix proudly bears the name Wall of Champions. Everyone knows that, right? When and how did it get that name? The answer for that will be at the next podcast uh, when we cover in a couple weeks' time. But until then, uh, the eighth round of Formula One will be at the French Grand Prix on the 24th of June. The tenth round of the IndyCar will also be on the 24th of June at Road America in Wisconsin. The second round of the World Endurance Championship is the 24 Hours of Le Mans. That's just in a couple days' time. And the sixth round of IMSA will be at Watkins Glen. Funny the funny little thing there. On the 1st of July. But anyway, I want to thank you for listening. Please take a moment to review us on iTunes or on whatever platform you get our podcasts. Please leave comments on the episode of your choice by going to funwithcars.com. As always, I can be reached at feedback at funwithcars.com. Tweet us at fun underscore with underscore cars. And check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash fwcars. I'm Robin Warner. Goodbye.